0: Narcissists have this way of being giant con artists, don't they? In this video, I'm going to explain to you 8 different ways that narcissists might attempt to con you. So, let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, Hit that subscribe button and let's get going. You might call a narcissist a great pretender, right? Somebody who uses big gestures and blatant flattery to get what they want from us. Would you agree? The narcissists are all about relying on being dishonest. They lie to you. They cover things up. They hide things. They tell you half-truths. They go way above and beyond with details sometimes. They're all about manipulation. They deceive you. It's all right there. We know what narcissists are and if you don't know, check out this video and you'll, you'll see. Number one, narcissists have this way of having a handle on the crowd. What do I mean? Well, according to them, they have a panel in their backyard or their back pocket that tells them that everything they say is right. What? See, they exaggerate, they generalize, they tell you things like everybody knows that you're lazy. Everybody thinks that you're not friendly. Nobody likes you. You see generalizing and and pretending like they understand everything and that everyone agrees with their statement at that moment. Nine times out of ten is not the truth and you know, their main goal here is to sort of con you into realizing that everything they say is true, that everybody sees the world the way they do and they especially want you to see the world the way they do and most importantly they have these selective truths their attempts to really hide anything that puts them in a bad light, that makes them seem to be the ones at fault. They will not take responsibility and one of their favorite ways to avoid that is with these little selective truths, this little panel they have in their back pocket that agrees with everything they say. Number two, they pretend to be vulnerable when they're really not. Just like a narcissist tries to make you think that you need the narcissist. They also act like they need you. They tell you, oh my god, I can't live without you. They want you to feel important to them. They want you to feel like you matter and that they really need you because they want you to feel guilty. They want you to do what they ask you to do, including to do their bidding to hurt other people sometimes. And they want you to do it without question. They want you to just blindly trust them and do everything you can to be On their side and to do their bidding and to take care of them and to take care of their houses and whatever else they want from you. And they're really really good at making you feel guilty if you don't do it. Remember, they're very vulnerable people, believe it or not, because somehow they have built identities that are so fragile, like I've said before, you could put them on the end of your finger like a little glass egg and carry it around. That would be about as strong as their little egos could could handle. Obviously, if their ego isn't fed that little ego egg, Is broken very easily. Here's the worst part of all that. They don't really, they do need somebody. They need supply, but it doesn't have to be you. It could be anybody and you'll see that if you ever leave them or they leave you because instantly almost a lot of them will jump right into another person's life. It's pretty messed up. Number three, narcissists need you to think that that you need them, like I said before, for a very specific reason. They need you to think that they're going to protect you somehow, that they're going to be there for you in ways that other people aren't. Well, what this inevitably leads to is they want you to be dependent on them. They will use their money, their power, their wit, their charm, how beautiful they are, how handsome they are, and they will call this a package. And they will promise you that being close to them will allow you this protection Considering these other factors. Does that make any sense to you? This brings me to number five and it's something that came up in a recent session with a client. Intermittent reinforcement, which basically means giving you a little and You know a few crumbs here and there Ever so often just to keep you hooked. Okay, now if we're gonna go into a more serious Definition here, there was a study done where lab rats were given a little pellet of food every time they pressed a certain lever. They continued to press the lever as long as the food came out. When the food stopped coming out, what did they do? They lost interest, of course. They had no reason to press the lever anymore, right? What was interesting is in the same study or, you know, in another part of that same study, when the rats were given the pellets sometimes, but not all the time, guess what they did? They kept pressing the lever for the pellets and the reason for that is because they know that sometimes they're gonna get it, but not all the time. That's how the narcissist kind of keeps us hooked. Because just like the rats, sometimes when we give them what they want or we press the lever, they give us a the pellet. They give us a little something out of it. We get a, oh, some love or a hug or a kiss or something awesome. But with the, you know, just like with the rats, if they consistently did that and then they stopped, we'd lose interest. But because they never consistently did it, they did it sometimes in the beginning and, you know, for a little while. And then they would take it away for a while and give it back for a while. We're hooked. Intermittent reinforcement. Just do this with love, with money, praise, compliments, attention, opportunities. Every once in a while they'll say something cool, something you really love. They'll have a great conversation with you. They'll act like that person you first met back in the day. They'll do something for you. They'll make your life a little easier, give you a little bit of a charm or a little flirt, a little of attention that you haven't had in a while. And here's the worst part of this, this whole concept, the rewards feel huge. They're magnified. They are rare, but they're so good when they happen that they're worth holding on for, for some people. A lot of us have been there. It's like you, you haven't eaten in a week. You're, you're starving half the time, 75% of the time. And so if you haven't eaten in a long time and you're really, really hungry, you know, the McDonald's hamburger that somebody gives to you on the street might taste, you know, even though it's cold and, you know, maybe a little old or whatever, a little stale. It's going to taste amazing to you because you haven't eaten in a week. You see what I mean? It's the same concept because of the fact that you most often feel abused, criticized, devalued, deprived, used, ignored. Any little bit of positivity feels amazing and it's kind of the same deal with Stockholm syndrome, but we'll talk about that another day. Speaking of which, how about false flattery? Narcissists are starving for praise and they use this to assume because they don't know what empathy is. They assume everybody's starving for praise, right? They assume everybody needs attention just like them. So when you first meet them during the love bombing phase, a lot of times you get the whole, oh my god, you're so special, oh my god, you're so amazing, and beautiful or handsome or perfect and there's nobody else in the world like you. I've been looking for you for my whole life, blah blah blah, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Maybe they'll tell you that you only, you know, you're the only one who understands them or you're the only one who could possibly know how to take care of them properly. That's a good one. In reality, narcissistic flattery is not really about who you are at all. Unfortunately, certainly they can pick out some good qualities about you like anybody else could, but the unfortunate thing here is that they rarely actually bother to look and see who you are, but because they're so busy flattering you and telling you're so beautiful or smart or handsome or whatever and amazing, you allow them to miss the mark. You allow them to make you feel that way. It feels good. I get it. Don't, don't think I'm judging you because I've been there too, but what we all know by now is that narcissists see us mostly in what we do for them, not the other way around. You see what I mean? So if you ever asked a narcissist, hey, do you love me? How do you know, what do you love about me? They would say, I love the way you, you know, take care of the house. I love the way you rub my back. I love the way you do this or that or the other thing. It's always about what you do for them and not so much ever about who you are as a person. Number six, Narcissists always do everything with strings attached. Sure, they might save you from something terrible, but when they do, guess what? They expect you to pay them back Trezillion folds. Okay, I just made that up. They live in this world where everything has a price They will be the ones who will tell you nobody does anything without expecting something. Now sometimes that's true But how that's true for me, sometimes I do things I don't even tell people I did those things I help someone out. I do something nice for a person I don't tell anyone else and and the reason that I do those things is because it makes me feel good to do them and because if I can help someone I don't need the whole world to know. I like the way it makes me feel, right? Maybe that's selfish of me, but that's how it is. Now, narcissists are different. They will do something and they will do it in order to get something back in return. There are always strings attached with a narcissist. If they give you a gift, it'll just be a little bit of time before they figure out a way to guilt trip you into doing what they want. You understand? Have you been there? Have you done that? Let me know in the comments. Like I said before about narcissists, they really need praise, they need attention, they need admiration, all of that stuff. One of the things that they do to you is they give you what they call faint praise or just a little bit of praise like, yeah, that's good, because they need this type of attention so much. Once they get comfortable with you and they get used to you, once you're past the love-bombing phase, the best thing that you're gonna be able to expect from them is faint praise, is just a little bit here and there, just like basically because they can't too directly Lavish you with praise because if you if they do they think you'll feel too good about yourself And then they won't feel good about themselves because you know narcissists really love To be the center of everything and they really want to look like the best person in the whole wide world So if you come home and let's say you bought a new outfit or you know You had some hair thing done or or you got a facelift (laughs) Instead of being like wow you look amazing. They'll be like oh yeah nice. That's great. That's great or Look at you or something that makes you wonder Was that even a compliment, you know, or they'll do the backhanded compliment thing right where they'll be like, oh It's about time. You got your hair cut. It's about time. You bought a new pair of jeans Those other jeans were really making your butt look big. So what I'm saying is basically They might give you a little praise here and there, but it's always qualified it's always given with what I call a grain of salt almost, <laughs> a little piece of sand to make it hurt. It's always about giving you just a tiny bit and then taking it right away in the same sentence. Finally, narcissists like to con you by lowering your expectations. So what do we mean by this? Well, the thing is narcissists are always working on disappointing everybody, right? That sounds funny, but narcissists intentionally underdeliver as often as possible. For a reason. Do you know what it is? It serves them. It serves them because then they can actually intentionally underdeliver deliver from here on out. So my point is they disappoint you because they want disappointment to be what you expect from them. So if they even give an inch, it feels to you like they've given a mile. So for example, if you've been asking them to take out the trash for 10 years and they never do, one day they take out the trash Oh my God, that's the best thing in the whole wide world, right? I can't believe he finally took out of the trash. I can't believe she finally did that chore I asked her to do, or whatever. It's the simple little things, and and so by keeping you in a perpetual state of disappointment, those tiny little crumbs they throw at you goes right back to it. It's all about ultimately. It's all about it's all about intermittent reinforcement. Everything that they do comes back to that point. They if, if they're gonna con you, they're gonna do so by lying to you it's the same thing. You've got your cycle, you know, love bombing, devalue, discard, love bombing, devalue, discard. So that cycle fits here. Okay. During the love bombing, everything's fabulous. Once you're past that point, you start the devalue and the discard and then you come back around and do the cycle. Well, in that case, it's intermittent reinforcement because you get the love bombing, you get the, Oh, you're so amazing. And then you go back to devalue, then you go back to discard. It's one thing after the other. That's what it all comes down to underneath all of this stuff. All of these little cons, it's all about the narcissist being and feeling inadequate because they believe subconsciously that not only will they not survive if they don't get the attention they need, but they think that others are about out to get them and hurt them and take away that attention. And they also tend to think that if they lose, it's unacceptable. Sometimes this is something that was drilled into them by a parent or or a family member, sometimes it's just their own messed up stuff. Bottom line, the the narcissist sees the world as a hostile place, as though if they don't do something to hurt someone, someone else is going to hurt them. That, along with their sense of entitlement, leads them to try to con people, to pretend, to posture, to hoodwink, to destroy other people with their manipulation. And they don't even think twice about it. So learn these signs. Know this, narcissists they don't change. You don't have to play the narcissist games if you choose not to and y'all know what I think. Don't play those games. I'm- Why are narcissists so dangerous? That's what we're talking about today at QueenBeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. It's really hard to explain to strangers and onlookers why it is so dangerous to be involved with a narcissist, especially when they don't physically abuse you. I mean, after all, they're not in jail. They're not, uh, well, maybe they are, but in most cases, they're not in jail. They're not doing anything that anyone from the outside can see as a big fat deal. What's so dangerous about them? People wonder. Well, technically, you can't prove that they've broken any laws and even though maybe they're harassing you or stalking you or directly abusing you, you might have a hard time proving it to anybody. Being a narcissist, being someone who is probably quite familiar with bullying people, they know how to cover up their mistakes and unfortunately they usually succeed in this. Now here's the interesting factor here that maybe some people don't think about and that is that quite often, the impulsive nature of a narcissist will get the better of them and they will find themselves in more trouble than they know what to do with. Today we're going to go over a few tactics that narcissists use to abuse you, things that make them dangerous, things that they do that kind of fly under the radar for your average Joe and the benefit of this video to you is not only to see what you have been through is not as you focused as people seem to want to believe and want to convince you that it is, but also to help other people understand. So if you ever need to explain to someone, this is what I'm dealing with. Show them this video. One of the first reasons narcissists are so dangerous is because they're very good at employing flying monkeys into every situation. So what's a flying monkey? Well, it's a person who serves a purpose to the narcissist. It's a person who may or may not be willingly participating, but essentially what the narcissist does is They explain to the flying monkey that you have caused them pain or that they're worried about you or that something has changed and now they need to help you do better. And then the flying monkey comes to you and either offers advice or suggestions or tips or plain old tells you what you should be doing differently. And if they don't do that, then they might come on acting like everything's so nice and wonderful, like they might. Let's say it's a mother-in-law flying monkey. Maybe she brings over a big bag of groceries for your house and says here you go I heard you were not buying food for my grandson or whatever, right? It's that kind of thing So even though she's doing something that appears to be nice She's also throwing in that little dig there and you can't Be mad at her for buying food, right? And you can't turn the food away if you need the money or you need the food But what has happened is that she has, instead of saying, I understand that my son isn't paying child support to you like he's supposed to, so I'm bringing over these groceries to fill in for him, she's saying, I know you're not feeding my grandchild, so here you go, see? Some people call this bullying by proxy. Interesting, right? So instead of directly attacking, attacking you, they get those flying monkeys together and they come after you. And that example that I gave is just one of many, many, many examples. So, real quick, if you've been through this, hit the comments below and let us know what you experienced as someone who was abused through the flying monkey tactic. This might help another survivor to learn that they're not alone after all. The reason the flying monkey tactic works is because there are so many different people involved with it that it's really, really difficult to put a pinpoint on it. Plus, if you think about it, if you have 87 people over here saying you're crazy or saying there are bad things happening in your life, And the narcissist is involved with that 87 group of 87 people and you're just standing over here by yourself going, I don't know what they're talking about. Who do you think people are going to think is crazy? Another reason narcissists are dangerous, they ruin your friendships. Even people you were friends with well before you met the narcissist can often be blown away by the narcissist. I can't tell you how often I have people who come to me and say, listen, this narcissist is taking my own family away from me. Listen, this narcissist has taken my best friend since high school away from me, my best friend since childhood. You have to expect a certain amount of pain when you're dealing with a narcissist and they're going to, they're going to dig in, they're going to get you in every single place they can. They're going to push you to the point that you are in pain and To do that, they will go into your friendships, into your family, into everything that matters to you. If you have couple friends, or even like I said, if they were your friends first and then they became couple friends, well, what a narcissist will do is they will get in the middle of those friendships. So they will, for example, they'll play this game with everybody. Well, if you're not on my side, you're on the bad side, you know, and they make people feel like they need to be loyal to them, even when they don't really deserve the loyalty. Does that make any sense? If you grew up with a narcissist, you know what I'm talking about. How many of you have been in a situation where your narcissistic parent told you they didn't like somebody you were with and you broke up with them immediately so as to avoid the trouble or maybe you held on and it got worse and worse and worse until you finally just gave up and broke up with that person. Let me know. After you've been with a narcissist, you often find yourself feeling very lonely, feeling like you don't have anybody on your side. And part of that is simply because the narcissist has worked so hard to isolate you and then like some of the people I talk to They're in small towns small groups of people and they don't know anybody because there aren't other people to know and the Narcissist has essentially turned entire towns against them. It's a really dangerous situation to be alone in the world And so this is another reason that narcissists are dangerous because the narcissist's self-esteem is very brittle eggshell kind of brittle you often find yourself Trying to boost their self-esteem during your relationship. I don't know about you, but literally every single person I've ever dated I've had some ability to push their self-esteem up a notch or two And as I've done that often it causes my own self-esteem to be Pushed down a notch or two because they enjoy it so much that they when they're toxic They often push back in the other direction. They're like, oh I was you know, they would they would get to this place where they would be so good On their self-esteem that they might think "Oh, I could do better than Ange as if. But seriously, that really happened. The fact is that narcissists don't move back and forth on a normal continuum of self-esteem like your average Joe does. In fact, what they do is they base their self-esteem entirely on how people around them are reacting to them or behaving around them about them. They pretty much stay up until they fall straight down. When they fall straight down, instead of standing up and pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps, they grab you by the waistband and start pulling you down And then they stand on your head to stand back up. Does that make any sense to you? Does that feel familiar to you in your relationship? Because on the surface they might seem like they're so confident and and secure in themselves and everything but really underneath that very thin surface, eggshell surface, you will find a big mess of insecurity, negativity, not even a whole person. And that's part of the reason I think they look at us like we're not whole people even though many of us are whole people. Most of us the narcissist will hurt people around him or her emotionally without even a second thought and how why is that? Well, this is the next reason that they are so dangerous. They have no empathy for people around them, even people they love and often especially people they love. They have a big fear of being exposed as a nothing. So they work to protect, you know, they want to protect their own little fragile world And In order to do that, like I said, they pull you down by your belt. They stand up on your head so they can feel better about themselves. The problem with somebody who doesn't have empathy, my friend, is that they don't care how anybody feels and so they they act on a scale of ethical morality that is unfortunate for their victims. For example, if a narcissist comes home from work and had a terrible day they're probably going to emotionally verbally and maybe even physically attack you for it and you may never even realize what the problem was you know and and in a normal healthy situation the non-narcissistic person might come home to their spouse or significant other or child or parent and say hey i had a really shitty day today can you give me a few minutes to deal with this or can we talk about it or whatever coping method they have whereas a narcissist Would just come home and act like everything was normal and then suddenly attack you out of the blue for no particular reason Because they have no empathy Whereas if they simply gave you the opportunity to help them get through it, you would have already done that, right? You wouldn't have needed to go into all the bullshit And then you might find out the next day Well, they had a terrible day at work and that was the problem And then you kind of feel bad and you're like, oh, well, they just take it out on me You don't have to be anybody's emotional dumpster, my friend Just know that. Narcissists are dangerous because of who they are as people, because of their personality traits. All right. So one personality trait that we need to concern ourselves with is there are four major traits of a narcissist that will make it harder for you to be in relationship with them and make them dangerous for you. They include the following. Number one, the narcissist's little tiny ego, like we talked about, that puts them in a position to feel desperate they have this need to protect their very fragile ego, their self-esteem. And so they, they find themselves in a desperate position when it comes to dealing with their significant others. They will often find themselves doing desperate things in order to get what they want from someone and it's, it's sad, but it makes them dangerous. Because uh, a desperate narcissist might cheat on you just because you didn't pay attention to them or they might go out and steal all the money out of your bank account and go drinking because they don't like the way you looked at them that day or that you were disappointed in them for, you know, losing their job or whatever. That actually happened to me once. It was terrible. Number 2, they violate your boundaries because they lack a certain amount of specialness. What do I mean by that? Well, they lack the ability to feel like a unique individual, and so if they think that someone else is being too cool or unique or different, guess what, they go right over the top of the boundaries. They have no concern for your boundaries. And like I said, number three, the lack of empathy is an issue. It makes them incapable of seeing when they hurt other people, which is why lack of empathy makes them incredibly dangerous. And finally, the last characteristic that makes a narcissist so dangerous is that they need to believe they're special and when they believe they're special, well that makes it easy for them to rationalize their actions. They don't have to follow the laws, they're different and better than everybody else. They don't have to follow the rules at school, at work, at, at home, because who are we and who are they? Who is, the, who is the government to give them a rule or a law they have to follow? You know. And I know that sounds a little bit over the top, but think about it. Narcissists do not follow rules. It's a fact. Here's the bottom line. If you're dealing with a narcissist in your life, you must be very careful. If you're dealing with a narcissist in your life, whether it's a parent, a sibling, a friend, a spouse, a boss at work, a child, there are ways that you can manage the relationship in a healthy manner. However, if you are forced to deal with that person, you're gonna have to basically walk a certain kind of a tightrope, right? There's gonna be a tightrope involved here. What am I talking about? In order to manage the relationship in a healthy way, you're going to have to actively manage it 24-7 forever. It does not, there's no way that you can get into a comfortable routine with a narcissist for the most part. So, in order to do this, you're gonna to have to give them a certain amount of empathy for the pain that they're carrying around under that ugly shell they're wearing of everything is so perfect and my life is amazing. And you're gonna to have to understand that in some way, most narcissists are trying to protect themselves from being hurt. Maybe they were hurt in childhood. Often they were hurt in childhood and they just didn't deal with it the right way and that's how they became narcissists. Of course, there are those narcissists who are narcissistic because they were spoiled in childhood. And what do I mean? They were overindulged by their parents and not given emotional connection. But as much empathy as you try to have for a narcissist, you have to understand they'll never have any for you. You have to protect yourself in this process my friend because guess what? You don't deserve this abuse. You are not the one. Who is crazy? You are not the one who is causing the issues here. It is the narcissist and it is not your fault Please keep this in mind as you move forward. Don't let your empathy, your compassion, your love for a narcissist Don't let it make you vulnerable anymore. You don't deserve it. Be Strong know that you are loved and that you can get through this with or without that person. All right This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what do you think makes a narcissist dangerous? What would you add to my list? Leave your thoughts and your ideas in the comments below and let's have a really good discussion about this, shall we? All right, that's all I've got for you right now. Thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body, take care of your soul, Have you ever noticed how when you start to get excited about, or succeed at, or feel really happy about, well, almost anything, your narcissist kind of starts to hate you for it and if other people notice your excitement or success and they comment on it, the narcissist becomes enraged or offended. Generally, they feel a little slighted by it, right? They minimize you, they tear you down, they focus on what you're not doing in order to achieve that success. That's what we're talking about today at QueenBeing.com why narcissists always have to make you miserable whenever anything good happens in your life. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, Hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Okay, so you've got a big project going or you started a business or you're the PTA president or your company just gave you a big promotion and a raise. You're super excited, you're taking action, you're making things happen, maybe you're getting a lot of positive attention for it, right? It feels good. The narcissist starts arguments and attacks you, you become paralyzed, you fail to take action. If you aren't making money, the narcissist talks about how stupid you are for letting yourself be taken advantage of. By whatever it is or whoever it is that you're so excited about and whatever you're working on. If you are making money, the narcissist will be like all you care about is money. Don't you care about the family? Don't you care about this or that or the other thing? Don't you care about me? Or they minimize the effect of the money that you're making in the household. They tease you, they try to mentally beat you down and too often this little game, it works like a charm. The narcissist will verbally and psychologically abuse you back into submission and you retreat into your head. You stop talking about your project, stop talking about your job or your business or your PTA presidency and if the narcissist says anything to say about it, you're eventually gonna quit doing that thing that makes you so happy, quit doing that thing that you love and spend your time focusing on him or her instead. That's what they want. Why do narcissists need you to fail? Why do they need you to fail? Why do they hate it so much when you succeed? Reason number one my friend, they are jealous of your success. It doesn't matter if they are equally or more successful than you, equally or more happy than you equally are more excited than you about something. They almost feel offended by the fact that whatever you're doing is getting attention from other people, is making you happy. Naturally, people are going to be excited for you. Naturally, you're gonna be excited for you sometimes and you're gonna get hate from some people. That's life. When you start to be happy and succeed at stuff, some people are gonna be assholes. It's a fact, but when your own spouse or your parent or your friend or your coworker can't be happy for you, Feels like hell, doesn't it? The narcissist is resentful of your success because they think you don't deserve it or that they deserve it more than you and that it should be them not you in that happy successful place or both. They feel more entitled to happiness and success than you and they conveniently ignore the fact that you've worked your ass off to get there or you worked really hard to find this passion or whatever, you're naturally talented. They don't like it. All they know is that they don't have whatever you have. You have something they don't have and they don't like that. They want that thing too. Reason number two, they feel threatened by your success or they think you're trying to make them look bad or that you've somehow encroached on their ever so specific comfort zone. Narcissists only like change when it's about them getting more attention and more of what they want. They don't want you to break out of that little box They set up for you. Okay, and hey, they've got no problem with trying to push you right back into it You might be making them feel uncomfortable with your success your happiness because they feel like you're somehow doing it despite them They take it very personally or you want to challenge them They're so focused on being the center of their universe And if you have the nerve to have a life outside of the narcissist narcissist, they're insulted. You then are no longer making them number one. They're in your life and they don't like that. It's ridiculous. Reason number three, they see you as an extension of themselves, therefore you don't deserve success. After all, you must have built your success on lies, according to the narcissist. All they know is that in their eyes, you're not even a real person. So that means that you must also be pulling the wool over everybody else's eyes. Right? You're faking it, they think and pretty soon people are gonna find out. In their minds, there's a certain way success is supposed to look and there's a certain type of person who deserves to have it. And despite your obvious achievements or your obvious excitedness about something or happiness about something, the narcissist doesn't think you're one of those people who deserves it and doesn't think you're one of those people who's worthy of it. You don't match their very narrow profile of what it is that success is supposed to look like or happiness is supposed to be. How dare you succeed at anything at all, they think. If you ask me, It's all about projection. The narcissist projects his or her own insecurities onto you and then is offended when you don't manifest those insecurities. Reason number four they have an opinion of you and it does not fit the image of the you that you have become due to your success or your happiness or your excitedness. This makes them feel like you've wronged them somehow. Like you've gone outside the box they drew for you, they built it for you in their own heads. They feel betrayed. Like you've done this to them. To them. They have decided long ago that you were inferior to them. Any other idea to them is absolutely not acceptable. They can't deal with it. Reason number five, they feel like you're stealing their spotlight. That's where they're supposed to be, the spotlight. Since you are clearly inferior to the narcissist, according to him or her, they need to think that you're wrong to even try to get the spotlight. You might not have even been trying to do that. The narcissist always needs to feel superior to you. They need to control you and you really need to remain inside their little box for you if you're going to get along with them. If you get compliments on your work or your looks or your kids or your house, they're going to figure out a way to take credit for those things or they're going to straight up attack you. They might say you're dressing too slutty or being too flirty, especially if somebody compliments you on your looks or they might rage against you privately for trying to get attention from everybody even if you're not trying to do anything. The narcissist will do anything possible to regain your attention, including stopping giving you their attention. They might also pull away emotionally or feel personally attacked, if you have been successful. They will deny that they have a problem with you and they will absolutely trivialize your efforts, your opinions, your thoughts and your actions, which will be considered less than or fake somehow by the narcissist. They will actively attempt to sabotage any success or happiness or excitement you have about anything by putting you down emotionally, psychologically, abusing you in these ways, even directly attacking you so that you are focused on their drama. So focused on it that you almost feel like you can't even try to succeed. Then, of course, you give up and they get what they want, huh? You have to remember that the narcissist, no matter how secure they seem, a narcissist is the most insecure person you probably know in real life. It is all a front. In reality, they're pathologically envious, pathologically rage-filled, emotionally abusive. They cannot stand to see you happy. They cannot stand to see you successful. They definitely don't want to see you excited about anything except for them, because in their minds, any amount of success or happiness or excitement that you find in your life, it feels like a huge betrayal to them, because secretly they wish it were them who had those feelings who had that attention, who had that excitement, that happiness, that success, but since they can't see it or they can't admit it to themselves, they simply focus on how can they take you down a notch or two. So how do you deal? You do it anyway. You consider the source and you remember that when someone insults you, it's really, really a reflection of them, not you. You remember that you are worthy of your success and you shut down the narcissist down by not reacting to his or her bad behavior. You succeed despite the narcissist attempts to make you fail and you keep going. You don't give in and you my friend, you don't give up. You become a force of nature and you eventually learn how to use their abusive tendencies to drive you to become even more successful, happy, excited about stuff in your own life. And you don't allow the narcissist to hurt you anymore. Each time a narcissist tries to take you down a notch, my friend, I want you to stop playing the game. I want you to get off the crazy-ass merry-go-round that is a toxic relationship, and I want you to fly like you have never flown before. You win. You can. I want you to win, and I don't want you to look back. And now, and now. It is time for the question of the day and the question of the day is can you relate to having a narcissist try to stop you from success in some way, Anyway? from happiness, even a, a day's worth, from a big goal, a big dream that you have? Have you? I want you to share your thoughts and your experiences in the comment section below and let's have a discussion about this. That's all I've got for you right now. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body, take care of your soul, nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Breaking up with someone is never enjoyable, divorcing someone, never enjoyable, but what can you expect from a narcissist after a breakup, after a divorce? That's what we're talking about today at QueenBeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. When you go through a breakup or a divorce of any type with any person, it's devastating. There are lots of different reasons it can happen, but when we're talking about a narcissist, it's a whole other thing. Standard breakup advice, standard divorce tips, they don't work with narcissists because narcissists are not standard people. So obviously when a normal relationship ends the parties go their separate ways They may have a little fight here and there But they figure out how to move on and various types of advice can help them Counselors therapists these things they can get through it. It's not easy for anybody But when we're talking about dealing with a narcissist It's a whole other ball of wax because with a narcissist a lot of times you think everything's fine and then boom it's over with the narcissist sometimes You won't even know that you broke up until after the fact and then of course there are those narcissists who spend their entire relationships Telling you they're gonna leave you even if it takes them 30 years to do it, right? Relationship with the narcissist everything's always about the narcissist, isn't it? It's confusing. It's exhausting and when you finally get it together and you get the hell out of there or Unfortunately, they leave you either way you start feeling like oh my gosh I'm finally gonna be able to take the steps I need to really get my life in order and make it what I want it to be right But no, narcissists don't allow that to happen. Not very easily anyway. So look, I realize this is kind of an exciting or upsetting time depending on whether you left or they left you, but it's also a dangerous time because while you can certainly begin your life over again and really get things to become what you want them to be, it's also really important to be aware and to prepare for the things that might be coming down the road when you break up with or divorce a narcissist. Like I said, all breakups are hard, all divorces suck, but This kind, I really think is the hardest because in addition to the normal ups and downs of divorce or breakups, you're dealing with an emotional manipulator. You're dealing with someone who absolutely has no qualms about breaking your heart, stomping on your feelings again and again and again and shocking you almost every time. But here's the good news my friend, if you take the time to understand how all that works, understand the patterns, understand the behaviors and know what to expect. You might get through it a little easier and that's what this video is about today. So let's just dig right in, shall we? What are the things that narcissists do after breakups? Number one, they hoover. Yeah, that's right. Narcissists love to suck you back in and you're thinking, well, they don't even want me. They made it real clear to me or they're already doing this or that idea. Doesn't matter. They're going to suck you back in. Even if they've moved on, they've gotten remarried or they're dating a new person now, they will still hoover you for years if you allow them to. So they're going to do whatever they can to pull you back into their drama and if you have been previously romantically involved with them, back into their bed. Oh yeah, it happens. Number two, you're going to have to worry about obsessing. Now this is going to happen on your end of course, you're going to obsess about what could I have done better, what could I change, what could I do better next time, how do I watch for the red flags and dah, 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 dah. you're going to, you're going to go through that but the narcissist is going to obsess about you. What? Yeah, That's what's going to happen usually right before the Hoover phase or right before the smear campaign. See? So what's going to happen and that's number three actually, the smear campaign, we'll get to that. What's going to happen is the narcissist is going to tell a lot of stories to try to get your, to try to get sympathy and attention and often in order to bring in a new supply, whether it's another romantic partner or it's a parent or it's a friend or it's someone else. They're going to need someone else to get their supply from now that they've left you or you've left them. That's why number three, they run the smear campaign. So my advice here is don't sit around and focus too long on analyzing the narcissist's behavior. Don't focus too long on letting the narcissist be connected to you after the breakup because the more access you give them, the less likely they are to go away and move on. So number three, smear campaigns. This is where they walk around and they tell everybody they know what a horrible person you are and how you hurt them and and often they project their own bad behaviors onto you. So if they were cheating, they tell everybody you were cheating. If they were beating the crap out of you every day, they tell everybody you were beating the crap out of them every day and this goes on and on. People start to believe the narcissist and pretty soon you know who your real friends are because your real friends would never believe those things about you. But strangers and people who are acquaintances and sometimes people you thought were your friends, will believe the narcissist and take the narcissist side and that my friend is rough stuff. But it happens and I guess on the positive side, at least you know who your real friends are. Number four kind of goes along with the smear campaign and it's that narcissists don't go quietly. Right? So they're going to smear campaign you and then they're going to tell everybody, everybody who will listen and they're going to gameplay you. Okay? They're going to do everything they can to really impact your life in a negative way most of the time. They will abuse you to the point where your psychological wounds become increasingly serious. It's common and and sometimes it's it's worse. Sometimes they go so far as to physically abuse you where they didn't before. So be aware of this and keep yourself safe. Don't be afraid to call the police if, if they show up at your house in the middle of the night or something. This brings me to number five. Narcissists are all about winning. Okay, They don't care if your kids are negatively affected. They don't care if they lose everything in the process. They just want to win the relationship. They need to be validated. They need to be proven right. They'll fight you for custody even if they don't want the kids. They will try to keep the house even if they know they don't want the house. They're just gonna move out of it or they're gonna sell it. The truth of what really happened between the two of you will only come out of your mouth if it comes out of anyone's because the narcissist cannot ever even admit the truth to him or herself. You have to remember narcissists, they have no empathy, so they don't care how they're making you feel and above all, they just want to win. And as always, they don't give a crap about the consequences for their own behavior because they don't accept responsibility. Narcissists are going to do their very best to make you play the game with them. This brings me to number six narcissists want to keep playing the game and they're going to do everything they can to suck you into it. So it does not matter how the breakup happened. It doesn't matter where the divorce came from. It doesn't matter if they literally left you for another person or if you literally walked in on them having sex with your best friend on your bed in your house. It doesn't matter because they will be like, I'm the victim. They will walk around telling everyone like I said in number two smear camp or number three smear campaigning. That's how they roll They will say things to you like why are you doing this to me and inevitably you will be the one Wearing the big red blame sticker. Of course Anytime you try to address any issues you think to yourself. Okay, well, maybe we can work it out Maybe they understand now, you know, you you try to address those issues and the narcissist Inevitably will flip it all back around do the narcissistic flip on you and within moments or seconds of that conversation, as soon as they begin to feel uncomfortable, they start pointing out things that are wrong with you. You become the problem and then they have you, they they, they say things to you like, well, I'll do that if you promise that you will never ever again, you know, leave trash in the kitchen or whatever. They start picking at tiny things and pulling you apart and looking for ways to make it about them being being the victim and not you. And their flying monkeys sometimes, especially those willing flying monkeys, will come in with them on this and play this game. This is seen a lot of times with a narcissistic mother. When a narcissistic mother has a golden child and the golden child gets married and is a narcissist, this, this type of dynamic is often seen with the two of them ganging up on the victim or the supply during the divorce. So Anybody having any, any experience with that? Let me know in the comments below. I'm thinking of one particular person right now who's one of our, well was one of our fan members. I think she's still around the channel here and um, I talked to her often, off and on and she was telling me basically she's in hell and her mother-in-law is essentially allowing the narcissist. She, the mother-in-law is enabling the narcissist and actively helping to abuse this woman and her daughter. It's messed up, but it happens. So if you have experience with that, let us know in the comments below and let us know how you dealt with it. But listen, no matter what happens, don't let yourself get wrapped up in that crap again, because once they get you back in, they will hold on so tight, you won't even know what to do with yourself. If you get out of a narcissistic relationship, stay out if at all possible. Number seven, narcissists do their very best to make the divorce process or the breakup process as long and painful as possible. So what you have to understand is, That if you're going through the divorce or you're going through a breakup and there are any legal issues to iron out whether it has to do with a shared home, shared children, anything like that, finances, they're going to make it hard, they're going to make it stretchy, they're going to make it last as long as possible, they will probably refuse to settle, they will almost definitely refuse to negotiate on a reasonable level, especially when you're going through the divorce part of things or or when there are children and property involved in a breakup. You got to keep in mind, narcissists only care about winning. They don't care about who they hurt in the process. They don't see room for negotiation and the truth is that even if you're not married and you don't have property or children together, they're still going to play games with you throughout the whole process. Can you relate to that? Let me know in the comments. Bottom line is, it can take years to heal after a relationship with a narcissist. Narcissists are incredibly lacking in empathy. They have no empathy. A couple things you can do have a good support system in place subscribe to this channel these videos are free and I do a free daily video coaching session group coaching session every morning Monday through Friday and twice on Tuesday subscribe and come join us uh, join SPAN you can go to queenbeing.com slash span to join SPAN it's free it's confidential full of an amazing group of sur- survivors and very well maintained we have an amazing team of 16 admins who are on top of that stuff so there's not a bunch of spam and there's not a bunch of crap in the group and everybody's supportive and loving. It's a great little spanily as we like to call it. Also, you can subscribe to QueenBeing.com for free um, articles and resources on narcissism and narcissistic abuse recovery and then finally, you know, connect with people in your real life. Have a good support system in place. If you don't have one in real life, pop on over to span and join, pop on over to my morning chats and join. You will find one And the strength that you gain there will will help you to move forward in your real life and the support is Amazing support my friend Whatever you do do not engage with the narcissist about anything You don't have to engage with the narcissist about after the breakup So that means engage with them about legal issues shared property and children. That's about it Only engage with them on a very professional level do not allow them to get under your skin emotionally Keep it gray rock where you don't show them any emotion and you don't allow them to see anything but a straight face from you. No super happy, no sad, no angry because any time you give them even this much of your emotion, they're gonna take it and they're gonna twist it and they're gonna use it to hurt you. They enjoy it. They're like vampires sucking all of the happy energy away from you and turning it into negative mud that they want to spew all over the place. Life is just too short to allow this to be the rest of your life, my friend. None of us are getting any younger. You deserve better and that narcissist does not deserve you. You are not the crazy one here, despite what that narcissist wants you to think. So just be careful, make sound judgments regarding the narcissist. Don't jump too fast into any decision. If they ask you for a, you know, for a, for a ruling or a decision on something, say, I'll get back to you on that and take some time to think about it when they're not pressuring you. Don't sign anything without talking to an attorney or a trusted knowledgeable person first and just keep your head on straight. You will get through this. It will get better. I promise you it gets a little bit better every single day. Stay strong, my friend. I feel your pain. All right. That's all I've got for you right now. Thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want.